Hey, this is Nancy Guppy, and I am joining you here on NWCZRadio.com with the awesome team of Voxy and Daryl Lee and a bunch of other people that I don't know who they are. Hi, this is Matt. And this is Aubrey. We are the local strangers, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. Coming to you from the man cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. All right, everybody, welcome to Northwest Convergence Zone Show. I'm Big D. This is Vaxi. And Double D. And we got to get right to it today because we have a huge, huge show. And first up, Nancy Guppy, a legend here in the Northwest. She was, of course, on Almost Live. She does the Art Zone. Uh, You remember her and all the skits from Almost Live, Capable Woman, and everything that's going on. We're going to get right into it. She's a special guest, straight up, Nancy Guppy. All right, everybody, we are here with our very special guest today. Uh, you know her, you've loved her for years on Almost Live, and you know it's one of our goals to, uh, you know, have the the legends of the Seattle scene. Before they scene. die. <laughs> <laughs> on the program, and uh, we've been trying to get go through the Almost Live staff, and, and uh, Nancy has been gracious enough to let us come in, invade her home. I even let you wear your shoes. Wear her shoes, I know. We'll, I we'll know. be, we'll get the, <laughs> yeah. we'll pay the bill for the carpet cleaning. Um, Double D will handle that on the way out the door. <laughs> but uh, Nancy, welcome to the program. Thanks Thank for uh, allowing us to do this. Very happy to be here, you guys. It's cool. Uh, it's, um, it's been a while since Almost Live was on, um, let, but let's go back before, before that and okay. tell us, you're a Seattle gal. You grew up here. I did. I was born at Swedish Hospital, 1960, June 29th. The so, over in Ballard? Um, no, the one on, 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 on uh, Pill Hill. Oh, Pill Hill. Right, okay, right. I think yeah. Ballard came in the 80s or something. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I'm Seattle. You're Tacoma. I, I am, exactly. <laughs> um, I just and, Yeah, but so I, yeah, I, built, I grew up, uh, or born there. We grew up um, in, I was in Kirkland until like the late 60s, and then we moved to magnolia so i born and raised oh. all in the basically the seattle area kirkland and magnolia one of those uh, exactly uh, magnolia. Yes. Yes, magnolia but you know kirkland was like a a beach town when i was there i mean i was you know young right. but like if you were down like wherever the waterfront is and it's mm-hmm. all you know she she it was like little cottages and little docks i mean it was rural 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 so real different vibe magnolia was always snotty <laughs> I mean, yeah, that just is what it well, was. Well, it depends on which side of the hill you're on. In I was on the snotty side. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Queen Anne, which I went to Queen Anne High School, I was super blue collar. Yes. Yeah, and now it's not at all. But no, it, now it was, it's snooty. It's, now it's snotty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, Seattle has changed so much. And we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about Almost Live because yeah. the parodies, a lot of the parodies you guys did – don't, don't even fit anymore. They're not true anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, but so you grew up here and you went to high school here. And then uh, I, from what I understand, you were at the UW. I was. I went to the UW, uh, a 78 to 82, graduated with a degree in speech communications, which um, was essentially uh, not hard to get. And I could do it. It's coming I, in handy now. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. guess so. Yeah, it, it, exactly, Voxy. But um, it, but it was uh, I could do it in four years. My parents said I'll will pay for four years, which by the way, college was massively cheap then. It was like yeah. two hundred twenty bucks, fifteen credits what? a quarter. I mean, nuts. So, you know, back in my day. Um, <laughs> so 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 yeah. So I did uh, speech communications and got out and didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, was completely directionless did not have an idea of what my well you knew how to speak very well well um i used to actually you know what's funny is i used to be i would slur a lot more i speak kind of fast i talk quite quick and i i've had to work on my diction so i've gotten oh, really? better at my, oh yeah yeah wow. yeah yeah 
I know. So when you're uh, you're hanging out after your college is done, yep. what? And this is in the the early '80s. This was in the '80s, '82, and all of my friends at that time, whether and let's say had a specific uh, thing they were getting their degree in, um, like business or something, they, everyone started getting jobs as um, assistants to stockbrokers, hmm. and oh. I couldn't, and I couldn't get one of those i mean i would go on these interviews and i just i think i must have looked glazed or dazed or something i just i wasn't even getting hired in that world so i went back to where i'd been working on uh, their summers and christmases which was daryl as you well know is nordstrom i yeah they, they saved me man and i i worked in um i started out doing cashiering on the floor but then i moved to the credit side so i worked in authorizing and new accounts and it was just admin work you know which right. i really hated but i didn't <laughs> know what I wanted to do. Right, you're right? getting a paycheck. Right, you need, I need to make money. and Working I for want, the local boys. Right, exactly. Have an apartment, move yeah. out, and kind of, you know, but it was just like, I don't know. I had no no vision whatsoever. So were you doing theater or mm-hmm. any, kind of, uh, any kind of acting or anything at this time? No, and what the pivotal point for me was probably 84, I think. Um, I was living on, on Capitol Hill on a little tiny little studio apartment on Broadway, and um, not digging my job, as I said. And mm. so I decided I'm going to take an acting class. And there was no, you know, there was no intent behind that. Like, and then I'm going to do this and this and this. It was just like, I got to do something because I'm not like happy, fun, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, that's an artsy community up there. Right. You probably just see it. Just... Well, uh, yeah, but it was, it wasn't even that though, Daryl. I mean, it was, it was just like a blind, like I got to I got to do something. So like you actually kind of stumbled in you could have actually chosen to go to a book club or sure. taking Absolutely. taking pottery right. you just happen to be not, acting i do not know why honestly i'm weird. not sure why it was the acting thing <laughs> wow and i so I, the seattle central community college was right down the street from my apartment mm-hmm. so i went down i signed up got into the basic 101 class and um cut back my hours just a little bit at nordstrom so i could you know accommodate the class schedule and that changed everything that was my everything turned on that decision. Not kidding about that. I mean, yeah. your entire because your career from that moment, you had no idea going nope. in like this was it wasn't a plan. Nope, nope, nope. It so was not. Go it have was just some like fun. I was going to have some fun, try something different, introduce something that's maybe going to kind of just broad. Who knows? Broaden my horizons. Who wow. knows? You know. And then I, the people I met, um, the the work was really interesting. I was good enough at it. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't you know like a brilliant actor or anything, but. Um, I liked it. I li- it was like, okay, this is something That's that key. I like. It's <laughs> my thing. And then there's the people I met and kind of opening my mind to the whole world of the arts. And at the same time during that class, I met um, Joe Guppy, my husband, yes. who was in a he was in a group called Off the Wall Players, which were a um, sketch live sketch kind of theater group here in town and they were, mm. I'd seen them perform and they were really really funny. He's super dry, but I didn't know him. Right. But then I met him. Um, by, you know, there's a story so about like that. So like an improv group or something? Or? Did I meet him what? No, were they like an improv Yeah, they group? did improv, which was the be- some of the best improv still to this day I've ever seen. Right. And then they, they also wrote their own original show. So oh, like okay. when they would do a live show uh, performance, the first half would be a 40-minute, 50-minute, you know, quote, play, but comedic. And then the second half would come back and they would do improv. Right. And it was the first time I'd seen that and they were really smart, super brilliant and smart. So how um, does that, tra- how did that, transition into almost live well joe when i met him we started going out he was just kind of being um approached by john keister mm-hmm. who was being who was working on um, almost live as a sidekick to ross schaefer right. who was the host <laughs> at that time right. and so john was doing these 
these sketches or these um, video pieces. And so he got a hold of Joe. They didn't know each other that well, but they knew each other just kind of in the scene, John and Joe. So is it, would you be interested in this? And Joe's first little, you know, arrogant, snotty <laughs> attitude was kind of like, uh, you know, uh, it's not, that's TV, that's, that's not theater. But then he quickly got over that. And, he, and so he started oh, doing... Pays, right? Yeah, it pays, exactly. <laughs> right. Not much, but it pays. So he started doing work for Almost Live. And since I was... Dating him, I was taking acting. They didn't have any women on the staff. So whenever they would need a woman for a part, he would say, hey, can you get off work at Nordstrom? Because I was still working at Nordstrom, obviously, <laughs> and be at so-and-so at the courthouse for this sketch we're going to shoot 2 o'clock on Thursday. So I, you know, went out whenever I could, I would do that. So and you're excited at this point? Like, yeah, I, I like didn't... Telling all your friends, I'm going to be on TV. Well, this is a crazy of, show kind of well, thing Well, you know, on. I didn't really know the show, and I didn't really mm. think it was... I mean, it, it wasn't very good. I mean, there was probably moments that were good on it, but um, I didn't really know it. It was more like, um, I think it was just more co- probably the acting thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, oh, this is cool, and trying this out. I mean, I, I, don't, I honestly don't remember exactly how I thought of it because I so fell into it. It right. was so not what I had it's focused amazing. on. And even when you're in the middle of something, it doesn't ever come a quite across as glamorous as it does it to everybody never, else and yeah. it's not right right it isn't it's kind of cool it's like it's crossing the finish line on a marathon that's all sexy but <laughs> it, you got to run the marathon right, right right so it's just a it's just kind of the yeah you get there and you do it and you hope it's good and then you get to see it and like oh that's cool and people like it and laugh well, that's really gratifying yeah, but for then, a while on the west coast or at least in this area anyway when you guys were uh before saturday night live mm-hmm. When Saturday Night Live was tanking, yeah. I mean, it was horrible during right. those years. Right. You basically saved a network show in this area. Well, you it, guys got to that point where you guys were so almost live was so legendary and everybody tuned in. Yeah. And then we just kind of hung around to see, oh, what's going to be on Saturday on Night Live? And they might catch your attention yeah. and usually, yeah. you know. Well, you know, what I would say about that is that that's when um, after Ross left and John took over, Joe mm-hmm. and I went moved to L.A. for three years. So we yeah. were even gone for a couple of years. And then when we came back to Seattle, I got back involved in like 92 as a cast member. And Joe was, was done with it. Right. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, so it became a half hour late night show. We pushed SNL a half hour till they started at midnight, I believe. Right. Um, you know, every creative endeavor, certainly comedy, ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. You know, they went through some bad times. We always went through some bad times. We were half hour there, an hour and a half. I mean, you got to look at all of those components. I mean, you know, and then they had magical times too. So, um, oh, sure. you know, so I, I always kind of think, well... We, we hit it out of the park or close to the fence enough times so that we were, we were, we were good and we were good enough. We certainly sucked too. We did some really but bad But you know what? Okay, but you sometimes. guys were beyond good <laughs> just from, a, just from a, a, an audience perspective and knowing and the people that, I've, that I talked to yeah. living through those times. Yeah. It was, you know, Seattle, we really uh, didn't have an identity. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of people didn't get us right. around the nation, and I'm not a Seattle. I'm not from here. I had moved into this, and um, take your pills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Time for my nap. <laughs> but almost live. Not only gave us pride and a sense of mm. uh, ownership about the different areas: Ballard, Kent, you know, Kent, Wood, Renton, Tacoma. Yeah. Just laughing at each other because yeah. we're all going through this together. But even for those who weren't from here who are watching, <clears throat> it gave us, a, you know, it's almost like a, an education of what's going right. on around the city. That, and that is why this show lasted. The yeah. show lasted because it had that a local identity. 
um, that people would say, oh, I know that. Oh, right. I know that person. Mm-hmm. I know that area. You felt like you were part of something. And that was, the, that was probably the magic and the beauty of the Who show. Who came up with Capable Woman? That was me. That is such a great character. That was a fun one. I call for her all the time. <laughs> does she answer? She does not show up. <laughs> not calling loud so enough. So my male ego is not more, intact. You're, you're go, you got to get more desperate. <laughs> be a little more desperate. She'll show up. <laughs> She'll be there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, look who's here. Hey. This is Joe Guppy, everybody. Joe, come over and just say hi. Here's Joe Guppy. Uh, this is Daryl and Vo- Is it Voxy or Voxy? Voxy. Voxy and Voxy. Joe. Short. Come here, hon. Come on in. Just, just shake your... Yeah, yeah. And that's Pants. Wave. <laughs> so he's waving at the camera. That's Joe Guppy. He's the one who started, got me involved in Almost Live. Yes. Okay, boo. Pleasure to meet you, Joe. Yeah. Oh, is that, I, yeah. Do I look good? <laughs> yeah, you look good. Now go. <laughs> now go. So, he knew. Uh, yeah, a special guest on, yeah. the, uh, on the Northwest Convergence Zone, Joe Guppy, stopping by. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with the Almost Live, I know there was a time they moved to LA. Did you make that move with them? Well, when they went down. What happened with that is, or, or um, that was actually was that Keister and, and Ross Schaefer. It was. Um, do you have any other guesses? I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> uh, no. So so Couple. so Schaefer left, and yes. he got he took over the Joan Rivers show. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. Scott Schaefer, who was a writer not related to Ross, mm-hmm. he went down with and Jim Sharp, who was the head writer of Almost Live. They all went down. Okay, and and worked on this show, and Ross got canned after mm-hmm. I don't know how many how long it had been. Um, there was talk of John going down and Ross brought him down and really wanted him to go down and do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, who knows what that would have meant for Almost Live. I don't know. But um, John was, um, Joe, stop moving around, sweet pea. <laughs> stop moving around. Go away. <laughs> you know? he's, he, no, okay. So, um, so, so, so John's wife was pregnant with twins mm-hmm. at that time. And he just couldn't, see doing that you know going to LA not sure what's gonna happen he wanted to and I think John wanted a bigger platform but then you know as things turn out um, he didn't go Joe and I ended up getting hired to go down and write for not necessarily the news which was a sketch show on HBO Mm -hmm. so we went and did that we left John (laughs) Ross is gone um, and so that's everybody's bailing. Everyone's bailing. The, s- the show is not doing well because it's still that same format of an right. hour Sunday night. John is that's not his deal. It mm-hmm. never was his deal. And so that was the summer. This was the summer of 89. And that's when um, King agreed to say, oh, fine, we'll give you some. You can do half hour specials, John, and the little small group of writers that he still had. And we'll push SNL half hour. And NBC agreed to that. Right. And that's what turned the corner for the show because then it became late night, half hour, straight sketch, no guests, no comedians, no interviewing. Right. Right. And that's that's what it be, that's what the show became the success it was because of that late night thing. Take us behind the scenes real quick and then we'll move on to what, you get, what you're doing oh, sure. now. Because uh, we could talk about Almost Live forever. That's... Uh, those of us Emma. who live through it, yeah. just we could go episode by episode yeah, yeah. down then into the micro. I'm personally a little more anxious about the art zone just because yeah. I oh, didn't good. grow up here, so right, I didn't so right, have the experience right, so of the almost life. She's not right. hip to the almost life. <laughs> well, but I'm- what I'm always curious about was the was the creative process behind it, the things that we didn't get to see because we obviously saw, you know, like you said, the finished product yeah. uh, where you guys crossed the line, the right. marathon, and the, right. uh, there's the product sitting around with uh, with this crew that seemed incredibly talented. Uh, very, very funny in, in all their different ways. Some, yeah. like you said, dry, some just you know, boisterously funny yeah. and uh, other just comedy writers mm-hmm. sitting around at a table. What 
what's what was that creative process like during the week coming up with these skits yeah and um you know maybe a couple that you thought were great that never made it or <laughs> yeah big creative fights did that go down you know I'll tell, yeah there's <laughs> all well all, from my perspective i mean that's obviously all i can say is um it was a definite um a pretty equal playing a uh, level playing field and so there wasn't there's always egos in any mm-hmm. endeavor but it wasn't out of control at all at, at all and you could fight for stuff and you could win the fight. I mean, I often, I fought a lot for my, for things that I really believed in. I would go to Bill Stainton, who, you should have Bill Stainton on your show. I'd love to have Bill. Oh yeah, he would love to do it, I think. He's great. And, but he was the executive producer and I would go to him and I would just say, I think this is a great, peace and here's why I think it's great and sometimes he would agree with me and sometimes he wouldn't but if if I convinced him then he'd let me go ahead and produce it and you know then it was on my shoulders you know and right. if, it, if it bit the dust well you know that's it's too cool bad. to have that bit totally in there too and yeah. not have to worry about just everything getting shot down right too. oh exactly and it didn't and so the creative process Daryl is everyone would write on their own brainstorming is not in writing as a as a community as a group that isn't very um, effective it, mm-hmm. it can be if you have one co- like if we on a weekly basis if we were thinking of what's our what's our live in studio sketch going to be well we might come up with a, a theme or it's going to be um some sort of game show or whatever well we could all write jokes towards that right, right? Mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. the once the premise was kind of set right but to, to sit around and go what about a you know a dog who you know i mean whatever <laughs> it that is Everything, really no, it's, no, it's no, draining no. it's like right. and you just kind of uh, so you everyone wrote on their own we'd have pitch meetings every couple weeks for kind of bigger like we'd go around the room and you'd read out your stuff you'd read out four three four five bits um and you'd be usually fairly obvious if they went over or not and and then out of those things those would be usually the stuff we'd go out shooting in the field like tape pieces capable woman or billy kwan Mm -hmm. or whatever so then those would be chosen by bill he'd choose what ones he thought were the best the cards would go up on the big big board and then we'd know what stuff is going to be produced for upcoming shows and then on a weekly basis that we would all write on like live in studio piece unless someone had something they wrote that was brilliant and complete in and of itself we'd all write towards john report jokes every week and share all those go around and you know share read our jokes out and um so so there was was there creative fights you know not really Mm -hmm. It, it wasn't it, it, no, no, there wasn't. I mean, there was competition, but I'd say it was fairly healthy, yeah. healthy competition. And, and, you know, I have to say, I give a lot of props to the guys because it's a, it, it was a man's world only because of just the numbers. You know, there's more, Tracy and I were the women yeah. and at least for most when of I was it. there, yeah. right. For most of it. Um, but we could, you know, and I want I'm not a fan of quote woman humor at mm. all. It's either funny or it's not. Um, but we would push stuff through or we would kind of like badger them sometimes if they weren't quite seeing something that's coming from kind of more from quote a woman's perspective. perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but, <laughs> there but was they, the one skit where you guys were, I believe it was, I can't remember. One of you brought in your boyfriend. You're like, how this is this? This is my favorite bit. That, I wrote that with, and Tracy. <laughs> that was hilarious. That's my, probably one of my favorite, new boyfriend. Yeah. It was, was one of my favorite pieces like, ever. Like, how do you like this guy? And yeah. then by the end, they we've, completely we've changed completely him. completely <laughs> pulled him apart. He never says one word. <laughs> like, yeah, changed was, his sweater. Oh, the pants need to be yeah, a little different. The, the glasses, the, haircut. the hair, the shoes, <laughs> you know, yeah. But at first, they're like, he's so cute. Yeah. But maybe if you change right, this. Right, right. But was, and the, and the thing about. For as a guy, I was like, oh, I've been through you've that. You've been there, right? Yeah, for sure. Say major props to Ralph Bevins who shot and edited that piece. That's another thing about 
comedy on TV that you really have to acknowledge is that it's all in the timing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all fine if it's on the page, but if it's not captured right and, you know, the performances obviously, but the way it's shot, the way it's edited, the pace, the sound, the music, whatever, the graphics, that's right. all gigantic all together, piece yeah. of this of the of the um success of it. And then in, in in studio when we would shoot stuff in front of the audience during our you know nights when we shoot the show on Saturday nights, our director Steve Wilson, brilliant, brilliant. I mean he was also one of our cast members and right. he wrote, but he was mostly our director and he totally knew how to do it. It's a it's a high art. It's a high art to capture comedy and and hit those hit the points and hit the jokes right. Hit the right. hit the punchlines. Um, visually, it's visual. Yeah, right. right. So that's that's gigantic. One last question on almost live, and then we'll go to the art zone. Yep. Uh, and uh, but uh, my one of you guys had several openings to the show. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite was when you guys were at the weathered wall. Yeah. And you're coming out of the men's room. <laughs> Whose winking? idea was that? That was mine. That was brilliant. And it's just like and winking, like what? Yes, what, like what, what just she, happened? What, what just did, happened in there? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. That was a good one. Yeah. That was very, very, very good. It was just kind of one of those moments. Well, uh, what Nancy has, what you have going on these days, which we're all hip to. We've been watching because it's kind of similar to what our program, yeah. only it's visual. Yes. And yes. and it has a similar name. Yes. We're the Northwest Convergence Zone. Right. Nancy Guppy hosts Art, the Art, Art Zone. Zone. Exactly. And that's yeah. on Fridays at 8 p.m. on PBS here locally. Yeah, it's on. It's or on, online anytime. Yeah, it's or online, online anytime. anytime. Yeah, so it's actually 8 p.m. on Channel 21, which is the producing channel that I do it through, the station, which is the Seattle channel. And then it, we then it airs on PBS at like usually at 11, but they kind of play around with that time. Yeah, frame. it's so. every now and then it says it's like, you know, if I'm scrolling through my, yeah. uh, it'll yeah. say it's on, but then it's not really. It's not really, <laughs> yeah. But it's usually, <laughs> because it'll come it's on. It's Pledge a Drive or something. Oh, yeah, the Pledge <laughs> Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ever going to do that? Are you ever going to Celtic dancing? Um, I've done Pledge Drive a number of times. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. What's, the, what's the website to go watch the streaming? SeattleChannel.org slash art zone. And there's over a hundred of them. There are. We started in February. Um, it'll be four years. Man, four years, the end of this February. So tell wow. us about your interest in drive on that because uh, I, it, just I was reading uh, another interview somebody um, did with you, mm-hmm. and you said you really enjoyed talking with you know local artists, local bands, and mm-hmm. and that kind of, who don't get a lot of press. Yeah, uh-huh. and we are in the same. We're that's the how we feel radar, about yeah. that. The under the radar because there's so much talent there's out there. So much, yeah. It's there's just so much mind-boggling, going on. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and you know, the, the truth is too that even like big names or big organizations, they don't get a whole lot either. They just have usually bigger marketing budgets or whatever. But, yeah. but, um, <laughs> yeah, my what I, I guess it was in the '90s. I started doing some little, still when Almost Live was going on. I started mm-hmm. doing little, short little pieces or late '90s for KCTS, just mm-hmm. as a freelancer, little art pieces called KCTS Currents, and I would just do a little three minute piece on this or that. Um, and that's kind of when I just started getting interested in art and artists and um because i just hadn't really been in that world i'd been in tv comedy you know um so I, I got interested in that and then that morphed into i um i had the idea to do a five minute uh art show called city of gogo that was the first incarnation of art zone and that Which was is a great a, name oh isn't that a good name, a I, I, name. I always like that thank I love you that name. i never mm-hmm. got enough props for that name no, city of gogo you. that's just it should have been a magazine it, it should have been an empire and, doesn't it it's yeah. just like yeah we had a really groovy little open and it was just five minutes so we would <laughs> no. do two tiny features and a tiny little calendar of events and it aired again it, uh, it aired on channel 21 and channel 9 so a same kind of situation mm-hmm. and actually i got the i we shot a little pilot for that and i want to i want to shout out to my father because i borrowed some money from him not much like 
2500 or 3000 bucks because I felt like I needed to pay my shooter. I needed to pay my editor. I, you know, I needed, right. it's, you know what I mean? You feel right. like it's, it makes yeah. it a little more, have a more gravitas. So, um, so we did that show. We did City Go-Go for a while. And then, um, and then that turned into Art Zone because, and I'm going to make this really succinct, when Comcast is the cable provider for the city of Seattle, and maybe for Tacoma, Tacoma too, as well, okay, yeah. all, the whole area, maybe Pretty Northwest. Much. Okay, so when they when they last last time they came, it came up for them to renew their license, and they have to go through whatever process they have to go through with the city council and all this stuff, and they have mm-hmm. to pay a ton of money, but. Of course, they make a ton of money because it's a monopoly. Um, And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, um, So so my boss at the time, who's now retired, but he, Gary Gibson, he he and some of his uh, teammates went to Comcast and said, and and Gary worked for the city of Seattle, Seattle Channel, and he went to them and said, would you guys uh, consider, apart from what you're paying for your license renewal fee, give money for some arts programming? And they said yes. So they agreed over 10 years, they've given $5 million. So over oh, 10 wow. years, so it's half a million dollars a year. Let so me Comcast make it, is doing something good? They're doing something good. <laughs> and let me make it clear. I don't get half a million dollars a year for Art Zone. Dang I mean, it. No, not. not even kind of. But that it's is you, that's really where high production levels. What's that? The the show is really high production level. The, the production level, level is, nice. is, I think, very high. The values are really good. And and so so some of that money we get. Right. Um, and we use in in studio people at the Seattle Channel. We shoot in our studio down there, and the, it's in the basement of City Hall, which is between Fourth and Fifth and right. Cherry and James. Nice, really. It's in the new be- beautiful City Hall building. Really great little studio. And then uh, we hire a lot of um, uh, freelance shooter editors to do a lot of our pieces. So we're both we're both have cash costs, and we also have, p- you know, we people. Who and are how on do salary. you find the people? Um that are coming cover. on your show is this all you you doing all the research or you have your all you know me. you have people out all there that me. send you e- you know like us people send us emails all the time oh, you should yeah. check this person out you oh, should, yeah. it becomes overwhelming are you, your focus is mainly Seattle or are you interested in bringing we, Tacoma we, we do we have brought we actually had I think Kim Archer is she oh, yep, yeah. she's yeah, Tacoma yeah, we had her mm-hmm. on That's our and gal. some other people Um, it's part of it is we don't it's harder for us to go like for, go somewhere and shoot like yeah. out of the city just right. in terms of travel. But we've certainly had people on absolutely from, you know, kind of the environs of Seattle. So kind of North and South and East and West as well. But we're definitely kind of, well, obviously Northwest. We've actually had several people on our show that, have done ours? That have right you've done. Yeah. Oh, great. In cahoots. Yeah. Oh, man. They contacted me through Facebook. So, oh, and, really? And we yeah, had them they, on. And, that's, and the way I find people, I mean, I'm just so tuned in. I mean, I go right. to a lot of stuff. I was going to ask you, do you go to a lot oh, of live yes. shows? I go to a lot of stuff. Galleries. I go to galleries. I go to museums. I go to performances. I mean, I don't go to everything by any stretch. And everything right. I promote, well, believe me, most of it I haven't seen. But I, I, we only promote and we only focus and do things on things that we think are good even if it's not my thing or like my favorite that doesn't matter right. but is it a certain level and we you know sometimes maybe sure. it's not so great but um so i mean just like you email phone calls mm-hmm. i'll be out somewhere i mean how many times i can't tell you <laughs> where i'll just hear something or see something or someone will say something i'll go oh no so what do you do oh well we do i do this so you're in a band. Oh, what do you guys play? So, so then I'll just start following that. Little, follow the trail. Sorry, follow that trail. And yeah. Um, and in fact, I was going to tell you last week we had a band on called My Family, uh, the, the Family, family Crest. Crest. The Family yeah. Crest. 
a week ago, awesome. this guy, or two weeks ago, a Facebook friend who I don't know, I finally, I hit 5,000 friends, you guys. I know. Because so you're locked out. I'm you're locked out, out which I got to go through. I got to call the dead weight, the dead, the dead <laughs> wood. I do. I think I just recently sent you a friend request. Too, well, so I will respond for that. I will. And, the only, and the only reason I'm, and the, and the only reason it's 5,000 is because I'm on TV. I mean, please. Right. That's the only, you no, know. No, it's Nancy well, Guppy, everybody. I, but Hello. it's TV, right. babe. It's only because of TV. But anyway, my point. And you only know a handful of them, actually. I know like three of them. Right. <laughs> and most of the two of them are my family. Right. Um, my but this guy, yeah, and my dad, <laughs> my dad's a Facebook freak. No, so so this guy, he, he he Facebook friends me or Facebook messages me. We're friends. He said, "Oh, there's this band in town. I wish you could hear them. They're here from San Francisco. They're doing 31 shows in 31 days." And for whatever reason, at that moment, I had time to listen to them. So I listened. Right. And I thought, "God, oh, that's pretty cool." So I went on their site. I emailed them. They got back to me, and I said we might have an opening next week by chance. And it turned out that they could come on. So normally, would not we would not have a band on from out of state just because right, yeah, that's it's what too I difficult. found interesting about that episode. Yeah. It was like, how did that align? right? That and that's how it happened. So I and, and they were great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just loved I loved how that came about. And they and of course they also had an interesting connection to Seattle because they were here for 31 days, right. right? Or more than you know they were actually more than 31 shows. Um, so I get my ideas everywhere. That's awesome. Constant, constant. I mean, we just have piles of them. Well, it's a fantastic program. It's Fun. called The Art Zone with Nancy Guppy. And like I said, it's on uh, what, the website again, Vox? Seattle oh. Channel. <laughs> Seattle Channel. Dot org. Dot org. <laughs> slash. Slash. I thought art, you had that down. Art Zone. <laughs> zone. <laughs> and nice. it's on PBS. PBS and, and, ch- and Channel 21 and, and streaming online. Yeah, but yeah. go online and check it out because yeah. there's a whole That's catalog a cool of them. Show. And there's lots of, Thanks. it's not just bands. It's, no, it's artists. We, we, it's film, ever, film, art, let me see, filmmakers, dance, visual art, yeah. performance, theater, yeah. and music. It's, stuff. We cover it all. You yeah. get uh, any interviews or people that you're showcasing that you're just really excited to meet that you get like, oh my gosh. I yes, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> she was excited about this. Though. Well, yeah. Well, clearly. I mean, yeah, this is... I'm talking guys, about on the art zone. Right, oh, right. I'm sorry. I, I, I was so excited to have you guys in my house. I know. Right. Yes. Should have seen her eyes when we walked in. Yeah. What the hell what did the I get heck? into? Pants. I was just excited about the guy with the pants. <laughs> and his name is Pants. <laughs> you should see him, you guys, but maybe you don't want to. No, they... they they don't. We Maybe hide him. Maybe they don't want to. Um, but he's cute and he's 17. He can't wait to get out of the house. But enough about pants. Enough <laughs> about pants. Um, so who have I been excited about? Well, I was really excited. Um, I got to meet Graham Nash when he was in town. Nice. We did a nice little thing with him. Um, Macklemore. Have you guys had Macklemore on? No. Oh, he's awesome. He's this hip-hop extraordinarily guy. Cool guy. I got to meet Duff McKagan. Uh, um, I saw that. I adore. Oh, I, I kind of mauled him. <laughs> it got a little weird by the end. Oh, man. He's so right. Ra- he's, he's so righteous, yeah, he's, man. Yeah. He's, and his book, by the way. It's good stuff. It is a. Have you read it? Yes. It's a great. He's a good writer. He is. It's very not just good. like a, you know, eh, I was a rock star. You know, right, it's right. Super no, good. he has some stuff. What, to, to what say. kind of book? It's, a, it's about his sobriety. It's a retrospective oh, okay. kind of thing. Yeah. And about but it's great. Making it, it through all of the stuff. And not, it doesn't, like, he, he, as he said, he doesn't throw anyone under the bus. He doesn't, it's, he just takes no. total responsibility yeah. and lays it mm-hmm. out there. It's beautiful. So, I mean, those are some big names. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm actually happy to meet everyone who walks through that door. I mean, I, that sounds so stupid. <laughs> God, <laughs> yuck. I, Hi, I'm from and, the IRS. Yeah, I'm so just I'm, happy yeah. to meet you. No, but there, I'm, I'm always like, I'm just ready. In fact, I, I had, oh, actually, okay, there's someone who I adore, Rachel Flotard. Who's, she's the lead singer of This Queen. Yes. Okay. Yes. I met her, it turned out we were kind of buddy, we were like fans of each other and 
I've, I'm kind of a, I, I adore her. And, and I recently had breakfast with, breakfast with her and this guy, Josh Rosenfeld, who is um, um, the head of Barsuk Records mm-hmm. up on here on, on Queen Anne. And, um, um, but meeting, kind of getting to know them, I mean, like, because they're locals, but they're big names to me as well. That was, that, that was really thrilling for me, kind of meeting people who have this whole other, you know, this real great persona in the community. Um, that was thrilling. So, you know. We got to wrap this up because, you know, uh, Nancy, she has got a life. Right. And uh, we're going to no, have to let her go. I just want to talk. Uh, we would love to talk forever. <laughs> no, no. We got to wrap it. So but I, I, wanna, I do want to ask you, what what uh, what do you see in the future? What's going on? Uh, the, I, assume, I assume the art zone continues on. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what, do you have any other projects or? Well, um, art zone is the main deal. And we're kind of, we just recently, my producer and I formed a um uh, it's basically a nonprofit. It's called Friends of Art Zone, and we're under the Shunpike umbrella. Shunpike is just an organization where you can be a nonprofit. Like we can be a nonprofit without having to get in a fi- our own five hundred one three C three status. Right. Does that make sense? So we're gonna try to like raise some money to just do more of what we do nice. because budget has been cut a and little bit And can bands and there. artists contact you to Absolutely. be on the show? Absolutely. Oh yeah, they do all the time. You're welcome to that. Oh yeah, well, like okay. you said, in cahoots. They yeah. got to me through Facebook and I listened and went, awesome, let's have you on. Yeah, so, very good. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Nancy Guppy, she's a legend. Check out her show <laughs> in I'm town, Art Zone. She in is. My mind. And uh, thank you, Nancy, so much for letting us come Delightful in. Delightful to in, be with you guys. Invade your house. I loved it. You have a beautiful place, by the way. Thank you very much. We're gonna much. go out and play uh, ping pong on the deck. <gasps> we have a ping pong. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> Joe, we'll we need a heartbeat. Sunshine. <laughs> I know. We'll have you back, you guys. We'll do a ping pong party. Awesome. <laughs> Vodka and ping pong. Oh, right we're on. so in. Woo! Thanks, Nancy. You bet. Hi, this is Matt. And this is Aubrey. We are the local strangers, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. The devil dressed up as a man. He took my body, he took my hand. And it led me to the point of no salvation He spoke so sweet, he pulled the wire We danced to thunder, breaking over as our bodies intertwined And I woke in his dark imagination Oh man, Devil and the Stiff Drink right there. That's an exclusive, brand new. Nobody's heard that yet uh, that I know of. Uh, but you just heard it. And the band, the local strangers, I just can't believe the talent that we are so blessed with here in the Puget Sound in the Northwest. And uh, I, I came across these guys courtesy of... Um, just a, a, another a guy, I don't even know who emails me, you know, occasionally and says, right. you want to check out these guys, you might want to check out these guys. And I was immediately hooked mm. and transfixed. Beautiful vocals, wonderful music. Matt and Aubrey, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks very much. It's good to have you guys in. You guys are transplants to the Northwest. Tell us about that. 
Um, I was the first to come uh, about seven years ago now. I've been in Seattle. I moved out here from Michigan for a job that I no longer have. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, moved out here sight unseen, had never, ever been to Seattle. But I had a friend that said, you're going to love it. Just come and check it out. And so I thought, all right, I'll give it a try. And What do you think about it? I love it. I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. This is this is we're my glad home. You, we're and, so glad you stayed. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, where and where did you come from? Uh, I came from the Chicago area, I, where I grew up, and then I was living in Chicago um, up until just about 18 months ago when I moved to Seattle. And I also just very quickly just totally became enamored, and um, I'm going to be here for a long time. Well, okay. if you can make it through the first 18 months, I think you're going to make. You're gonna yeah. make cause <laughs> yeah, you've gotten the entire scope, right? You got exactly. some sunny days where you're like, it's gorgeous here, and then you get the long stretches of gray. And if you can make it through that, well, if you come from the Midwest, this you is get that? nothing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nothing. Okay, that's see. why I think all the complainers are from California because right. I can understand that being a change. But from right. the Midwest, no. Right. See, and I Not came even. from Texas, and uh, the long gray, Arizona. the long gray days <laughs> yeah. kill, are a killer. But yeah. if you can yeah. make it through that, you're okay. And how'd you guys stumble across each other? Uh, we actually met on Craigslist. Ah, we've never heard that story, <laughs> have we? Um, it wasn't the personal yeah. section. <laughs> we always have to clarify. <laughs> Nor was it unrequited connections yeah, or was, whatever it is. Who was um, the lonely one, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, I, had, I had only been in Seattle for about uh, four months or so at that point, And I had kind of decided that I was ready to collaborate like I'd kind of figured out what kind of music I wanted to be making I played in a band back in Chicago that I left when I moved here and kind of got a sense of what I wanted to do and then it just on one day decided you know what the heck went on Craigslist answered two ads one wasn't a very good fit and then Aubrey and I met Um, and she had been looking for new people to collaborate with after kind of a couple bands that um, that kind of disintegrated um, looking for someone who is, you know, ready to commit and someone with a lot of energy. And so you were, uh, you came out here and, and put together or joined a couple of different bands. Yeah, I came out here and I'd always, I'd never really been in a band back in Michigan. I'd always been a songwriter. I'd been writing songs since I was like six. And then I came out here and said, well, there's musicians on every corner in Seattle. So I may as well start looking for people yeah. to play with. People and come here just to exactly, do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so Still. I met a couple of guys and we started writing a bunch of music together, wrote and recorded a whole record. And then that kind of dissolved. And then I started working with another group of musicians that pretty much just took up where that project left off. And uh, we started getting some headway, playing some shows and getting some good feedback. But then the commitment level just wasn't there for the other members. So that kind of dissolved in the summer of 2010 now was that god i'm the years are going by way too fast Mm -hmm. and so then i i didn't want to stop because at that point i'd kind of gotten a taste of you know playing live in the area and getting that feeling which i love being on stage and so i put an ad out and just said hey i'm looking for musicians to collaborate with because i'm a songwriter but i don't really play an instrument well enough to just be a solo artist and so then came across matt and he came over and i'd started working on a song on the piano and instantly he was like well what if you did this and what if you did that and just right away, there was this trust that I was like, okay, I value his opinion. And it wasn't like, who are you coming in here and trying to take apart the song? <laughs> How that I dare you? On? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about being in a duo. It wasn't something that I was, you know, seeking out, but it just was instant. And within the first month, we just had been writing songs like crazy, booked our first show where we were like, okay, we need a name of a band. <laughs> and it's, it's gone beyond jamming very yeah. quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need a website, we need Facebook, all these things. And it right. just happened really fast. And I actually had already planned a trip to Australia for a month. And so we did all this really fast. And then I um, started recording our record, did a photo shoot. And then I went to Australia for a month and Matt was here kind of working on stuff in the background and we were doing a lot of emailing and then I came back and it's just been 
So that I was going to ask you because on your website, it says that since you guys uh, met and put out an EP, you've logged over 6,000 miles. That doesn't include the trip to Australia. No. No, No, that was solo. That was was just uh, driving around the West Coast. Where have you guys been? 6,000 miles. That's that's an awful lot of traveling in such a short amount of time. Well, in July, we did a West Coast tour. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've got all the way down to San Diego and back up. Um, It was about two and a half weeks on the road um and that was as a trio our our full band we play with the six-piece band in mm-hmm. seattle um as much as we can that we uh stripped it down to a trio for that tour and then uh this past november aubrey and i flew to chicago and then drove around and did a big loop in the midwest uh, right before thanksgiving nice. uh, so between those two tours it was about uh, about six thousand miles, miles. Wow. a lot of shows um nice. really really cool uh, a lot really of good just, response. So when yeah. you great response, when you wonderful first, experiences. When you first got together, were you were you guys uh, immediate like, oh no, we're going to do shows, or did you go try it out at like some local uh, open mics and see how the response was? Yeah, or? we definitely. The first place we ever played is actually the Q Cafe, which is where our show is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we played. They had an open mic there. They have an open mic every Tuesday, and it's run by um, an organization called Victory Music, which has given us a lot of mm-hmm. love in our early stages, and uh, it's. You show up, put your name in a hat, they make a list, and you get one song. And we went up there, and our single that we released off the first EP, Hunted by Ghosts, was the first song we wrote. And we got up there and sang it in front of people. I think we'd written it like a week or two before we got up there and um, started going to... We had a show there, or I'm sorry, at the Skylark Cafe in West Seattle. That was our first show in November. And then starting in January of last year, we started going to the Connor Byrne Open Mic in Ballard, which has kind of gotten a reputation of being a really great place to meet musicians. And we actually met several of the musicians in our band at that open mic. So we definitely started there first, but we both had been playing shows and had that experience and just wanted to get going because that's kind of the way you learn about yourself as a band. Yeah. Is is your live show all original music? You throw cover, you have full, full sets going? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We we definitely have a few covers. We tend to do ones that are maybe less known so that... Mm -hmm. Um, we've definitely adapted them to our own. We have a couple that are pretty continuously in our set. If we don't do them, people will request them. (laughs) (laughs) Start Um, demanding them. (laughs) Calm down. Yeah, but we definitely have a full set of, you know, original music, but we'll definitely have a cover or two in there. And you need to go to the localstrangers.com or just click their picture or name on the uh, face of our uh, webpage and it'll direct you over there. Hunted by Ghost is a great video, and we actually made it video of the day on our station. I think it was last week. It's a very cool video, amazing music. Let's go into another track. This is off of their brand new upcoming EP. It hasn't been released yet. It will be released on February 1st, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. This is another track off of that titled Give Up the Ghost. Take all your stories, your cigarettes and go I have no use for them anymore You said what you needed, now be on your way No sense making small talk when you don't plan to stay
pieces and put down the knife Give up the ghost right there. The local strangers. This band's going places. <laughs> Beautiful vocals. Love your voice. Yeah. Thank you. I saw a video too on the page. Weren't you singing like by the ocean or something? Yeah. Yeah. We'll that do was it. great too. Nice. Gosh. I think that's actually the song we'll do a, a little bit later. <clears throat> cool. Nice. Uh, let's talk about the EP that's coming up. It's going to be released uh, on February 1st. This will be your second, correct? Correct. This is our second release. Tell, it, tell the people how they can get that. It's a very cool deal. And uh, you have a chance to get on the ground floor right now. <laughs> so right now, you can go to our website, thelocalstrangers.com. If you sign up for our email list, it's up at, right up at the top of the page. Um, you'll immediately be able to download our first EP that we put out last June. It's four songs. And then our email list will be the first people to get the new EP, which is two songs coming out on Wednesday. You will get an email Wednesday morning, and you will have two MP3s in your inbox. Um, after that, you, there's no window that you have to catch, <laughs> um, but you should do it right now. Yeah, but, get um, on it. <laughs> but yeah, we're offering both EPs for free for anyone who signs wow. up on our email list. Where um, do you? How do you do that? Where do you record? You guys self-record? Um, it's a. We work at a. We these two products. We've worked at a studio called Heavy Genius Studios. Um, Eugene Frid is the engineer there, and he's become a really good friend. And so, um, we've been able to kind of co-produce and co-engineer. Um, luckily I know my way in around Pro Tools enough that I can actually be helpful. Um, it's good to have friends. Yeah. 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 So he's, uh, he's a great engineer and we've been working with, um, just great people who mix and master. And, uh, it was just very important to us, especially for this release. We're gearing up to start work on a full length. And so we wanted to have something new and we wanted to have something for people to, to have and enjoy and make it easy for them to pass it along to their friends. Sure. 
So who do you guys? Who do you two? Who do you draw your inspiration from? Who are you listening to? Uh, who do you like? You know, in your downtime, uh, what what's on your what's on your iPod? What's been doing lately? Uh, there's so well, it's so funny because I was thinking about the other day. I don't remember the last time I went to a, a non-local show. Mm-hmm. Like there's just right. so much amazing local music Absolutely. in mm-hmm. Seattle right That's why now. Why we're here. Um, and but the biggest thing for us right now, which is be been, even local people, whoever. Yeah. I mean, as far as influences right now, a band that Bat and I are both really into is another duo that is bigger and not local, but they're called the Civil Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a really cool crossover with them on tour this last um, November when we were traveling the Midwest. We did this really awesome thing at, in Lawrence, Kansas through Lawrence High School. Um, there's a really great teacher there and he has a film class and he started this little project having artists when they were coming through on tour doing little sessions in his classroom and oh, it started okay. with um, the head and the heart which is another local band here in seattle and then gradually other various local musicians from seattle just kind of hurt, got wind of it and he was inviting them to their classroom and um he got in contact with us last year and said we'd love to have you guys and so we actually kind of made a little detour stop and went through lawrence and it ended up being one of the best we did a show there as well best experiences um and just a couple weeks ago the civil wars actually went through and did one. I, do you have pictures of that up or yeah there's videos on, yeah, videos yeah. <clears throat> they have a facebook page we have them on our facebook page they also have a website but it was just really cool because up until now it's been you know local indie bands um, and then to have them go through and just in the last week, like those videos have had over 6,000 hits and it's just a really cool thing Open for up that pipeline. Yeah. For, for us to have been there and experienced that. And then to think like they went through and did that, but right. they're a huge band. Um, other local bands in Seattle, huge fans of Pickwick. They're another local band mm-hmm. that, um, just really fun to see and watch. Um, yeah. In terms of influence, it's like, yeah. it all kind of is an influence. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't kind of filter out some music that you're listening to. Um, I feel like it all kind of influences what we do. There's, but a lot of the bands that we love the most, like don't make music like us. Yeah. You know, right, it's like Pickwick, right. Hot Bodies in Motion, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, great upbeat dancing bands like Moto Pony. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there, there are artists that are kind of more in our genre that we, we love like Brian John Appleby. Mm-hmm is one um there his record is probably one of the ones that's gotten the most spins in the yeah. tour van yeah definitely <laughs> um, sure. yeah and the actually the guy who produced that record um, we're going to be working with him to produce our full-length record and very, so we're really yeah. excited well, very 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 um, nice for well for those of you who would like to get out and see the local strangers um saturday february 4th that's this coming saturday all ages show at the q cafe and uh, that's inner bay up in Seattle, five to eight p.m. It's very, that's very cool. It's all ages. If you're under ten, right? It's free, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, you'll be there with Squirrel Butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what a great name! Yeah, yeah. I love it. Local strangers and some Squirrel Butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Sounds like the afternoon special, <laughs> which it is. It is at it the is. Q Cafe. I love that. It's gonna be very. We're still gonna be playing. You know, our full band, full energy, the way that we always do. But it's definitely a kind of a family oriented show. Since you guys started out as a duo, when you started adding the other members, how was that transition for you? Um, it was always the plan. Um, mm-hmm. We would kind of the plan was we wanted to start as a duo and really lock in exactly what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and um, kind of come up with the concept and come up with the aesthetic and come up with the music and then build it from there. Mm-hmm. And everything's kind of gone according to plan with yeah. that. Like the people that we've ended up working with have just been wonderful people that we would be friends with anyway um, and very much have bought into what we had, you know, right. They, they, they're coming in they're and they're fans with, of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. coming in without ego and coming in just, you know, wanting to add their skills and their talents to make, 
the whole, you know, better. That's great. It's a rare thing to find musicians that are easy to work with in that. (laughs) We've both had our fair share of that. And it's just really nice to work with people that really are invested in the project. Mm -hmm. And, And they, I mean, Matt and I, you know, we write all the songs and then kind of bring it to the band and then they create their parts. And it's just really awesome to see them as excited about it as we are and to just put the time and the energy into practicing when we're away from practice you know mm-hmm. and then coming in with new ideas and things and they're just nice people like Matt said we're actually friends with them and we really look forward to being able to tour with the full band which we haven't gotten to do yet when somebody uh, somebody uh, that is not familiar with your music somebody you meet and you're like oh I'm in a band and so forth oh what they what do you play that's always what they <laughs> yeah. say how, how, do you des- how do you yeah. describe yourself um, I usually say uh, soulful Americana mm-hmm. um, that's it was one of the things where also when we first started you know, we were playing duo shows. We played place first place we played in Tacoma was Bob's Java Jive, <laughs> and um, it was actually a great show. Welcome to um, Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a trip. It was a trip. Um, but it was a, the bands we ended up with were a perfect fit for us, and right. we made some new friends. And um, but the, one of the things we kept on getting, you know, in our first few shows, is people would come up and you know talk to us after the set. You know, I was like, "Girl, you got some soul." Yeah. Um, she's like, "Well, I'm from Detroit." Yes. Um, <laughs> got that. Motown soul. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, you know, we're definitely Americana, singer, songwriter type music, but there's there's that certain edge. And now now with the full instrumentation and kind of some dirty, dirty electric guitar slide coming in, you know, yeah. um, we're we're kind of finding more of that edge that supports the songs. But for us it's it's always about the songs, it's about the lyrics, it's about um, about the emotion behind them and well, all put put it I all together. It. It's yeah. fantastic, yeah, and it, it's you. the local strangers, and uh, their brand new EP, "Devils and Ghosts," will re- be released on Wednesday the first. You need to run now, <laughs> quick, head over <laughs> to the to internet, to localstrangers.com. Sign up for their mailing list, and you will get that free in your inbox uh, along with their first, uh, first EP. <laughs> and uh, also, you can check them out Saturday, February fourth. All ages show at Q Cafe, five to eight p.m. And then. That's not enough. They have some shows also coming up. Uh, another one, uh, that would be February 10th in Bellingham, for those of you up there at the Old Foundry. And then right here in Old T-Town, Tacoma, February the 11th at the Warehouse. And uh, we're going to try to get done. The Warehouse has been putting on some yep. cool shows. They put on great really. shows. That one's, to- that one's a little up in the air, but just keep an eye on the Warehouse's website. Um, okay. it, may, it may be downgraded to a house party which well, let for us, know, us is kind of an upgrade. <laughs> um, we're gonna, we'll try to get so done fun, early and head out there and be, yeah. be a part of that show. So, hey, I want to thank you guys so much for coming in. It's very nice to meet you and beautiful, wonderful music. Much success to you guys. Thank you. Uh, so much. Thank you. Um, I know you guys are going to set up and uh, give us a live uh, song. And so we're going to look forward to that. And But thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks so much. All right. want to thank Local Strangers for coming in. Those guys are awesome, right, Vox? They're amazing. I love those guys. I can't wait to see them. And more. Nancy Guppy, how cool was she? That was pretty cool. She let us go to her house. Uh, that was fun. It she was, was fun freaked interview. out. She's, she's yeah, cool she lady. was scared. <laughs> she's a cool lady. Hey, uh, stay tuned. Hour number two, big, big hour. We have Girl Trouble going to come in and talk about all their legal problems and their victory, the big victory. Also, the band, A Sick End. In the meantime, take a listen to live from the studio, Local Strangers. We're the Local Strangers. This song is called For Fear of Losing. Everything I've ever done for you is lost and gone. It won't come back. It won't come back. Reflections come and roll right off your shoulders. Turn away, it's like you're sleeping. 
but you're not sleeping. And I cling on to this tightness in my gut. And I find it strangely saccharine, like tasting just a little bit of blood. Why so sweet to play the victim in this crooked mind, distracted by another kind of villain? So take it back, just take it back now. Take it back to where we both belong. We can't win, no, we can't win, no, we can't win for fear of losing. So take it back, just take it back now. Now, 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 now. Words we always echoed from our mouths and from our hearts have been revolting, revolting. And they hang up in the sticky air between us, ostentatious in their meaning. Oh, and demeaning. And this battle may have only just begun. So is this all that I can muster? Staring with you straight into the sun All this time has made me weary of another one Praying I won't soon become your villain So take it back, just take it back now Take it back to where we both belong We can win, no, we can win, no, we can win for fear of losing. So take it back, just take it back now. Remember what you know, remember all the happy homes we built. Remember why we're here It's nothing like a rolling stone gone still Maybe you're right Maybe there ain't nothing that happens for a reason A reason But I got plenty right here We both got plenty right here Take it back, just take it back now Please take it back to where we both belong Take it back, just take it back now Take it back to where we both belong Cause we can't win, no We can't win, no We can't win for fear of 